Hi, folks. Steve Urban here. Today's episode of the RouterFlex podcast is sponsored by Marketing 360. My good friend J.B. Kellogg and his team do such a fantastic job for us and so many other companies. Marketing 360 is the number one platform for small business, and it's everything you need to grow your business. If you need marketing support, I really encourage you to contact them at marketing360.com slash writerflex, and we'll add that link to the description of this episode for easy reference. Charlie Harding on the Writer Flex podcast. How you doing, Charlie? Great. Great to have. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, man, you bet. Looks like a cool story. Let's roam. Uh, I, I'm, I'm anxious to hear all about it. I did a bunch of homework on you last night and this morning, so I'm uh, ready to learn more about Charlie. Matter of fact, let's start with the personal stuff. Tell the listeners about you, a little about your family, where you grew up, where, where you went to school, you know, some early stuff, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a one of six kids, so we've got a big family. Wow. Uh, and yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, my mom had a her hands full. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, how many uh, how many boys and girls? Uh, we've got five boys and one girl, Woo! and one very strong woman as the girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> she really we really tested her bounds too. Oh my gosh! And where were you in the mix? I was the second youngest. Okay. Yeah, and my co-founder's uh, just a couple of years older than me too. My brother Michael. Okay, so Michael is a co-founder. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He was a couple of years old. So you guys are probably pretty close then growing up. I'm guessing. We, we are very very close. We actually still we we work on the business so much. We still rent an apartment together, and we see pr each other probably way too much. <laughs> That's pretty. Now, is he taller than you? Because I read somewhere that you're like super tall. How how tall are you, by the way? I'm very, very, very tall. I'm six eight, and I've got him beat too. Is he is he a tall guy too, though? Yeah, yeah. Everyone in my family is above six three, so we're all giants. Friendly giants is what. Are. <laughs> Your mom wasn't six three though, was she? No, no, she's just a normal. I don't know where the genes came from. She's normal height. Well, how about your How about your dad? Same, same. He's tall, but not you know freakishly tall like me or my brothers. Did you play basketball in high school? Yeah, everyone always asks that. I always wanted to get a teacher, and I was—I just—I wasn't very coordinated. <laughs> well, that's all right. That, that's—I right. mean, yeah, I know you probably get that question all the time. So, all the brothers are tall. Then most of you guys are tall. Yeah, yeah. It's—it's it's, you know, and we're all tall and very entrepreneurial too. We've all got our own businesses. My dad's pretty happy because I think no one right now is working for anyone. We've all got our own businesses. Now, where was your dad an entrepreneur? Well, technically, both my parents are entrepreneurs in a sense. They're both practitioners for, and they do medicine together. So they they run a practice together. So growing growing up, we'd see kind of the ins and outs of their business. They'd help. We'd help them run numbers or look at things and see the struggles and successes that they had too. So we all kind of saw that. Now, when you say practitioners, you mean like they're like family doctors, or what do you mean specifically? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, yeah. So they started off as you know, the general doctor you go to when you're sick or want to check up, and they've expanded their business into a concierge medical practice. So they do anti-aging. So my mom looks like she's younger than me, to be honest. It's kind of crazy. So they, they help you without like plastic surgery or anything like that to feel younger on the inside. And really? Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, like, I like it. I might need to talk to your mom because I'm 52 and I'm starting to kind of feel it a little bit. You should. Everyone should. She's got me running on the, all these vitamins too. And she's actually the one who taught me branding through her business. 
Is so that that's such a stickler for our branding and our guidelines too. Okay. So early on, there was this scrappy entrepreneur kind of probably mindset in the entire family. Sounds like to me. Yeah. Yeah. We were all running, running around trying to build something, lemonade, stands, whatever we could. <laughs> Plus I can't even imagine five boys in the house. I bet you guys just tore shit up all the time. Breaking oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they literally tore down walls sometimes. But my dad made us patch the walls when we put holes in it. <laughs> did you, okay, you went to University of Virginia, right? So uh, did you grow up there? Where did you guys grow up? Yeah, well, Virginia's really home for a lot of us. Uh, so my whole family's out in Virginia, D.C. area. So that's where we do Christmas and Thanksgiving together. Every single year, we'd, we'd have these strong family ties to come back. Uh, grew up in Florida. And uh, since then, you know, we, we go back and forth between the two. Oh, I see. So did you go to high school in Florida? I did, actually, yeah. Where, whereabouts? I, I went uh, to a, a small town in, uh, or to Winter Park High School. Oh, okay. Okay. I think I know. All right. I know about where that is. All right. How'd you decide on uh, U of V? It's, it's funny. It's my dream school. My sister went there and my parents went there. Oh, yeah, so we both, I, I really liked it. I actually was looking at University of Boulder and I got a, a letter saying, come on in. And I, I canceled my enrollment here and came over. It was pretty quick. It was within a day or two. I was already out there. Wow. Okay, so both parents, is that how your mom and dad met, by the way? Uh, they met actually, you know, just by chance. It was, it's kind of funny. They, they ran into each other and then uh, my, they, my mom went to University of Virginia for uh, just a year or so. And then my dad went there for his uh, medical school. I see. And what'd you major in? Cognitive science. Now, what did you think you wanted to be at that, at that point? <laughs> oh, I hundred percent. I was ride or die. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So my major choice was based off that, uh, because I knew computer programming. I wanted to be a computer programmer too. And I knew it was a very useful skill, but I, I felt like I knew a lot of it already. Okay. So I chose likely the what i would think would be the easiest major for myself to to get the major and do side businesses on the side so you all right so let me ask you a couple of questions you were tinkering around with computers and stuff when you were in high school you were kind of a, a tech kind of a kid at that early on elementary school is when i first started first website was in the fourth or fifth grade what <laughs> yeah i i actually built my parents their for their practice their first website and i still consult <laughs> them today on the website that's pretty cool. All right. Yeah. All right. So you had that early on. And then, uh, okay, now talk to me about these little side hustles. So you already, you, you had some little side businesses in college? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've been trying to start something. It started with a little magazine early on in, in uh, high school. And then I, I kept building. And in college, I was actually, my fir really first successful one was Cav Repair. Uh, it's an iPhone repair company. So I was, you know, typical college first year, and I was having issues dropping my phone. I dropped it one too many times. I said, it can't be that hard to fix. So I fixed it, and my friends dropped their phone. And before I knew it, I had a little business going with my roommate. Now, I, now is this just pay me cash under the table, or you actually like set up an, uh, uh, an LLC, like an entity? <laughs> oh, this is cash under the table. Oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 let's yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they're coming after you anytime soon. No. So, you had, so you were doing phone repairing in college. Okay. All right, cool. So that's when you were learning how supply and demand and service business and how to treat, how to treat people, how to get paid. You were learning all that early on. 
Yeah, yeah, that's really the, some hard lessons we're taught because uh, me and my, my roommate, we, you know, we had to realize how we run this business together. And I had to make the hard call to go out alone because it's, you only have so much demand too. So we, we kept the friendship, but it's navigating relationships is probably what I learned in that first one is how do you have run a business, but navigate a relationship and don't destroy friendships over it. And I learned how to do that. And now I think that helps a lot when I'm in business with my brother, which almost everyone tells you do not do under any circumstances. <laughs> it's, it's so important, right? I mean, learning how to, being able to work with somebody you enjoy being around, because there's going to be days when you're, you're, you're arguing about stuff. I mean, it just, it's inevitable. There, there's going to be those moments where you're like, hey, man, I think that's a dumb idea, and, you know, I mean, or whatever, right? It happens. And so you got to be able to, to, to get through that. So important. Okay, so... Yeah. So and to that point, real quick, I, we actually encourage that in our culture is you have to be combating those ideas. And the rule we, we apply by in Let's Roam is we don't, uh, as long as you're attacking the idea and not the individual, it's mm. totally okay. So you never attack the ego or the individual. And Great. oftentimes that's how you get the best ideas. Great tip for the listeners. Appreciate you sharing that. Okay. Now, so after cab repair, all right, walk me. So walk us through a couple of things here that you did. Cause you had a couple of other things before let's roam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so before, uh, so cab repair, I also started Rashant. That, that was one of my first businesses actually before cab repair. And that was actually my first scavenger hunt company. So for the listeners that don't know what Let's Rum is, it's a, a scavenger hunt company that takes you all through the town, does awesome adventures. And to get there, it took a lot of these little smaller businesses. Ah. Uh, so this online one was Rush Hunt was one of my first businesses. And I actually did that through college and uh, kept nurturing it. But the key thing that I learned is, okay, I want to have this awesome business. And I, you know, early on, I, I even remember this blog post I wrote very young, like, let's take on Google, who's with me? Crickets. So I realized I had to learn something else on how to build this a business. So it was stepping stones. And I think in each of my businesses, I learned one skill or two skills that would help me uh, beyond. So with Rush, uh, Rush Hunt, I learned computer programming. I learned how to build a website and it's not necessary if you want to start a business today, especially with the tools back then it probably would have been, mm -hmm. but now you can literally spin up a web WordPress website for less than a hundred dollars right. and uh, you can get started that way. Now did but, this, did you have this built, did it have employees or revenue employees? How, how big did you get this rush hunt? No, very, very small. Uh, I, my brother was my only employee and I had an employee out in Australia, I believe, which he never got paid. Uh, and that was the agreement. He, we were just doing it for fun. Okay. Um, but I won some awards in college for oh, it. Um, oh. And so we, we pushed in college and I got some actually school funding to help uh, build the business and pursue the business even further. Great. Uh, oh, great, great, great. Awesome job building relationships and networking in school to get some funding. Awesome. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of free money out there for any entrepreneurs that want to start. Great People tip. love to have that. Great. Um, Great tip. Great tip. Okay. Very good. What year did you graduate college? 2016. Okay. So, and I see this. So, so, so rush hunt was from 2008 to 2015. Got it. Now I see the timeline now. Okay. So learning, continuing to learn, continuing to learn. Okay. All right. And rush. Hunt, oh, go ahead. Uh, so the next one. Uh, so we started with rush hunts going throughout college and I realized it's not paying the bills. It's, it's kind of one of those, problems where you need consumers and you need advertisers for it to really work. And it didn't have that. 
So uh, I had to find other things. So it was actually exam week, my second year in college. Um, final exams, I should be studying. And I think to myself, man, this is the hardest stuff. I really don't want to be studying for this. What can I do to possibly procrastinate studying for these exams? So that's when I make my second or my third business, Florida Maids. Uh, and it's a, a service industry, a service-based business in Florida when I'm in Virginia doing uh, mates and creating clean homes for people uh, and for commercial and residential cleanings. And so now you, now you really do have employees. Now this is a real deal. Independent contractors, but yes, I did have a team of, I think at our peak, we had eight people uh, working on uh, doing the maid service. And was your, was your advantage knowing how to get the marketing and the website and everything spun up so that people could find, uh, you know, find you and, and call you and say, hey, I need your service. Was that the magic? That was one of the advantages. The other advantage uh, was also the fact that of branding, actually. I think brand, that branding is one of the most important things for a business and a lot of people overlook it. So we positioned ourselves on average two times more than the competitors. Uh, so that, that gave us this, we, we, we put quality first okay. and it gave us the flexibility in the margin. If we needed to do a reclean, we could do that for free essentially. And we would still often make money on that. Um, so we, we ended up, uh, really positioning ourselves as the premier maid service. Uh, and it started out where, uh, I, I looked at the, for domain names and I found flmaids.com and I said, if this is available, I'm going to start this. And it was, eventually we ended up getting floridamaids.com and that allowed for that branding to even be stronger and stronger. And that's through working relationships. Why'd you shut it down? That's the funny thing. So it's doing really, really well. It's growing well. And so I ended up actually shutting it down and giving all the, the recurring claims to the staff. I said, you guys can have the full commission. Well, why? Uh, because I realized there was something really, really big about to happen with my next business, which is Let's From. I realized we're onto something crazy and I was having trouble even taking the time to make sure it was all pretty much self-run but even taking the time to go and log in and make sure that everyone's getting charged on time and making sure the cleaners are getting paid. It was just a few hours a week, but I wanted to be fully devoted to my new business and that's what paid off. And what was the passion around besides the developing apps and, and all this stuff, what's this passion around travel and cities and, and learning new things. And there's something tied there to you personally, right? There's an emotion there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I think the passion for my businesses is helping people. You've got the iPhone repair, you're helping people do this. The, the maid service, you're helping people have a clean home, live their lives. And that's where that connection was. With the, you're not helping people have a clean home. You're helping people live the life they want and live a better life. Uh, and, if, you know, you could spend time doing your laundry or you could go out and enjoy the life you, you have. Uh, and so now with Let's From, I'm helping people get out, explore, discover new things and connect. And that's really the true passion. Um, although travel, I must admit, is one of my, my true passions too. I, am a, a, I love to travel. And this is why we give really good PTO to our employees. So that way they can go out on their own, uh, the, their own travel and learn ideas, build new ideas, and come back refreshed and ready to build the next big thing with us. So, so give us the you, – you touched on it just a second ago, but let's, let's, let's refresh it one more time. Give us a – Give us a five-minute full overview of Let's Roam today as it stands for the listeners. Go ahead. 
Yeah, so Let's Rum started off as scoundrelhunt.com and we built that and built it up and then we switched to Let's Rum for the branding perspective, have a really solid branding. And what Let's Rum is today, it's an app-led scavenger hunt. So we do scavenger hunts, ghost tours, bar crawls. In Denver, we have a dining membership, so you get two-for-one drinks across town. Uh, a lot of these these great bars, and it's only so $9 a month, so you literally pay, it pays for itself in just one use. So, uh, and then you've got all these different things, and the key thing is everything that we do helps these people explore, connect, and discover. So those things coming together, it allows you to push into new ways and understand your city. So with a scavenger hunt, you go spot to spot in the city, and you really do, like, I just did one uh, of our new scavenger hunts right at Union Station last weekend with my girlfriend and her family. And we, we learned so many things. I've lived on the street for like two years and I, so many things about the city that I, we had no clue. And it's those kind of like moments and like, and at the same time you're taking these wacky photos. So we get a bunch of people doing these date nights or first dates, but also proposals. That's one of my favorite things. Is Really? People, really? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing one actually, I think this weekend uh, for a proposal and it proposals are mind boggling. But what's really cool too, um, is not just the small groups, but we've worked with almost every major fortune 500 for team building. So they love doing our team builder. It's super, super fun for them. Uh, And it gets them out exploring and connecting with their staff and employees, which builds that open communication, builds that all all these great things together. Uh, And, Great. Okay. So great. Is your target um, families and just regular people and friends or is your target fortune 500 companies that need to do team building or or both? Are you just doing all the above? It's interesting. So with our model, we really try to focus on, I I think I learned this from, from, um, from Stripe, one of the big credit card processors, but we focus on the small people uh, and not the large corporations, although we certainly make sure they have the white glove service. But we focus on, focus on people like you and me that go out with their friends, families, or a date, and it's great with kids. And by focusing on them, it allows us to ensure that our product is really, really, really good. Because mm, you can people tell you, a, a manager or someone doing a corporate team builder with their company won't really give you the feedback you want. Yeah. But when you, you've upset uh, someone doing it with their family, you know exactly why. You feel for them. You can empathize with them easier, and you can fix it easier. You can iterate. So an iterative process is our approach to the app. And when we first started, it was, to be honest, really, really shaky. But now we've got over 5,000 five-star reviews. I saw that. I, I saw that. The online reputation is really strong. You guys do a nice job of highlighting that on your website, too, by the way. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, we're... we're it helps to really take time to develop a great website is it's critical for these types of businesses. So, so what I use this for, so let's walk through a couple of scenarios. Let's say my RiderFlex team, let's, let's say, so RiderFlex, our recruiting firm, all of our recruiters live in different States. Let's say I flew them into Denver for our annual conference. This is an activity we could do, right? We could, we could go on to let's roam and go like, Hey guys, this afternoon, we're going to do a scavenger hunt. And, and then it just, it creates this team thing. And is it like a, 
you separate into like teams and you're like, you find stuff and you're getting points and it's like a competition type of deal or walk, walk me through some of that. Yeah. I, I guess I forgot the most important part. It's a competition with not only your team, you're competing against each other, but you're working with each other to beat the leaderboard, the city leaderboard and get on. Uh, the top uh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Now you're, now you're making it fun for guys like me who are a little bit competitive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we get people like calling us up. A lot of our customer support calls are, Hey, I just did this photo challenge. Can you give me a couple extra points? I need to beat someone. We've got to get those. Uh, okay. So it's but, fun and a little bit competitive. Okay. Now, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So if you're coming with your team and you're sending them in, we'd set you up with one of our event coordinators and they'd just walk you through and uh, tie in your core values or things you want the team to le learn about. So a lot of our companies I learn see. about new initiatives or like GM was looking for how do you spark entrepreneurship within a large organization. So we wrote challenges that encourage that kind of information. Oh, oh, you can set up specific challenges for specific customers. Yeah, yeah. And we do it. And even on the, like, the small groups, if you go on a date night, you get the date night challenges that are designed to specifically help you uh, engage connect with your loved one oh wow okay now i like all right i like that so it's not a cookie cutter oh we did the denver abc challenge it's it's me telling you like hey here's what i'd like for riderflex to focus on and you guys tweak the the scavenger hunt in a certain way am i hearing that right yeah and what's cool is what, since it's done with an app is we can actually do uh we do questionnaires before the scavenger hunt a lot of times i see and then the questions are, okay, well, who, which two people are most live closest to each other uh, and, or grew up in the same uh, hometown? And you have to talk with each other and get, get going together. And whoever can figure this out fastest gets the most points and wins. Now, do you have employees running around staging like things to find in, in like spots, like, like, like physical, tangible items that you're pulling out of a you know, behind a wall or something. Talk to me about that. <laughs> yeah. so what's really cool is in our, in our own hometown, there's all these different things that are right below, right in front of us. And we don't really know. It. So art, statue, history, all these great little hidden treasures are there. So we help you discover that and, okay. and find them in your own city. So okay. it's not so much finding a little trinket or something, which is, is neat, but it's much more interesting to learn something really interesting about either your teammates or the city. I like the fact. So, now you, you've said learning, competition, and relationship building and team building, all those together. I like that. Uh, yeah, you're not, it's not a trinket you're finding. You're actually learning something you didn't know before. That's pretty cool. I like that. Okay. Yeah, that, that connection aspect is massive for us is how do we best encourage connection? So with an app, a lot of times you're, you're looking down and you're, you're looking into the phone. Mm. That's a real trouble, actually. How do you have connection and form connection when there's this device be making an artificial barrier between you. And to do that is very challenging and it's through clever design and these types of challenges that cause the use of the phone, not as a, something that's a part of the thing there, but it's it, not as something that's a focus, but it's just part of it and it helps you as a tool to encourage these things and encourage it in that same way. So it's really fascinating to use something that has a stigma of taking and tearing apart relationships to bring it together and help people engage. You know, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because when I was doing my homework on you, you could tell that you, your company, your team has made a concentrated effort not to build something where people are just looking down the whole time. You actually, I think you speak about that either in some of your videos or somewhere on the website. It's like, hey, 
you do need to check your phone to I like look at the score or whatever maybe but but you are you do have your head up engaging with your friends and and looking at the city and learning things too which I which I'm glad you touched on that I think that's super important nothing annoys me more than when I go to a restaurant and I see a couple sitting at the table next to me with 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 both of them staring at their phones the whole time instead of engaging with each other it just drives me nuts yeah and that that was my that's i'm the exact same way which is crazy to think why i made a dining app uh with the dining membership we have conversation starters in there so that way you use it but it also can like bring out these interesting fun initiative and conversations between you or one you look at the phone for 30 seconds right but it sparks a 20 minute 30 minute long conversation about very your partner friend very good okay talk to me about cost and some of these things go ahead like how does it yeah go ahead it's it's really uh affordable for a small group so it's uh you get tickets to the event and it's uh just 13 dollars for free so it's comparable to a, a movie ticket uh for the smaller groups and as you and and as you build on and add these different things we also do like bachelorette and birthday parties too so it, uh, you can build these packages or and where you got a, a writer to help you it's not that much more but it allows you to have just that, that tailored experience so you can go right off at any time any time of the day uh with with the standard roles but if you wanted something a little bit more advanced like a team builder it just takes a few uh, a week or so for us to sit down with you learn about you and create something okay so i want to make sure i heard that correctly so it's it's like it's like think of it like going to the movies. You're gonna pay a one. You're gonna buy a ticket, so to speak, to to do this event, basically. Yeah, it's not a monthly membership. It's not a sub subscribe and all this stuff. Yeah, to do the scavenger hunts, it's just one flat ticket uh, for for you and the people that you're going with. You you each get tickets and then you go out together uh, and you you do it. So what, why we chose that model? It's because we really didn't want to. Uh, we want to make it as easy as possible. And if yeah. you want to just try it, you can just jump in and do it. But if you, if you're like me and you love to travel, we actually do have a, a monthly subscription for you. Oh, okay. Uh, so that way you get unlimited or that you can get the season pass. So we've got people that are doing, we've got, it's, it's honestly amazing. People are pushing like 10 to 12 of these uh, scavenger hunts or ghost tours or bar crawls. And they're getting on like this, we, this global leaderboard too, which is yeah. really neat. The other thing I love about it is you're, <clears throat> you're getting people outside. Right, you're getting you're getting them outside, away from the home. Away, you know, everybody's trapped inside, like you're trapped on the computers or whatever. I love that that they're that, you know, and and by the way, they're getting exercise. Exactly. We, forgot, we, we forgot to throw that in there. <laughs> yeah. And you if know. someone wanted to try it for free, we actually to getting that point, getting outside. My goal is to help people live outside the bounds of their uh, their normal day. So right. we actually give you three challenges every day that aren't isn't a scavenger hunt. I think it's three oh. things that you have to find that aren't normal things you'd find like find a bug or something like that or find a yeah. dog or frisbee or something so it encourages you to actually get outside and that's kind of where the name comes from let's roam uh it's getting outside and going and doing these things that helps you wander with purpose i love it now how are you measuring yourself like are you measuring measuring yourself by you know when you're when you're talking by the way have you bootstrapped it and have you taken on investors where are you at with that oh yeah we're totally bootstrapped the total cost of our company to start was just uh, $10, which was the price of our domain name. <laughs> and then it was your, and, and then it was your sweat equity to build it all. Yeah. yeah. When I, we, me and my brother put in countless, countless, countless hours together to build this business together and take it to the next level. And, and you were, and, and were you living 
well, your personal expenses were being paid for by the Florida maids and, and that's, and that's, and you were building this on the side. Is that how you survived during this early stage before you had revenue? Partially, partially. So Florida maids definitely helped pay the bills and, uh, and bring, bring that in. But I was actually working too, uh, in New York. I was, uh, okay. uh doing, working for a mar- marketing agency out there and helping them do, uh, Add Google ads for top, uh, top companies uh, across and, the world. And was your brother working on the side too? Yeah, uh, yeah he, was, he was working again full time. So he was in Chicago working for Allstate doing a financial analysis for them. So working more than full time. So, so uh, another, another tip for the listeners here, and I know they've heard this from lots of the other entrepreneurs we've had on the RiderFlex show. I mean, hey, look, if you want to start a business, just get ready. You are going to have to hump it. Like you're probably going to have to work a side deal. Do this stuff on nights, weekends, double time in it. I mean, that's how it goes, especially if you're not going to take on cash and you're going to bootstrap it, right? Like you guys yeah. did. Yeah. The key thing too, that I would like to say is that's, I think is often missed is it's not just about putting in the effort to create the business It's about putting in the effort to better yourself and learn yourself. So, Ooh, uh, like so that. during that time in New York, I worked nonstop uh, and whenever I was walking anywhere, I had my headphones in and I was listening to an audiobook. And that's the part that really, really pushed me to the next level is not working countless hours on my projects. It's, it was learning from mistakes from other people, uh, learning from their mistakes and learning mm-hmm. from them. And that way I could try to pivot when, uh, and not make the same mistakes. Or if I'm going, if I see them making this made a mistake, learn from what they did and just copy that. It's a lot easier than guessing what you did, what to do yourself because someone's already done it for everything entrepreneur wise. Someone's already made a mistake. Um, and so you might as well just take the, take their approach. It's it's true. It's so true. So you haven't taken on any cash and you guys own it 100%. That is true. And we've, yeah. And we're more or less hundred percent. We've we've taken on any outside investors, uh, and you know, I'm sure they'd love to be talking with us, but uh, <laughs> people are holding holding the cards close to our chest to allow us to grow. Good for uh, you. Good for you. Good. That's great. How are you measuring yourself today? Now, do you measure yourself in revenue, users, downloads? I guess all three. Uh, talk to me about kind of where you're at and how you're kind of grading yourself so far. Yeah. I, well, the key thing is, is we, as a business, you obviously need revenue metrics and yeah. user metrics, and to understand that. And, but it's really tough, even at our level to understand if you have X many users, how that correlates to revenue. Right. It's un- tough to understand and tough to get the metrics even in for a lot of these it things. Yep. And so what we do is we, every quarter, and this is something I've learned recently from one of a, a book, but it's sitting down every quarter and saying, these are the top eight things that we need to accomplish this quarter. And that is our venture for success right there in that moment. And we know if we hit these things, it will lead to that revenue metric or that user metric or something there. So for example, this quarter, it's doing a branding refresh. How do we refresh our brand and make it more alive and come bring it together? And that's just one of the, the key metrics that I'll share with you is having, how do we build this and build this? So we know if we hit that this quarter, that next quarter, we can do a stronger marketing initiative. We can do this, X, Y, Z. And that's how we measure, measure our success. And ideally, these goals are meant to be hard enough where you can't hit all of them. If you do, you probably get a yeah. set harder goal next quarter. Right. But if you hit eight, uh, 80%, 90% of them, then you've, you've, you've really hit success for yourself this month. How many employees do you have? 
in the U.S., we have 12 or so. Uh, and then abroad, we've got, we're working with a lot of really talented individuals abroad, about another 10 individuals or contractors. Okay. And can you share this? I don't, you know, I don't know how, how much you want me to dig, but I'm just so, but, but my understanding though, is you're cash flow positive. Like you're not, you're not burning cash because you haven't had to take on any investors. You're not working other jobs anymore to funnel it with your personal income. So the, the business is, is cash flow positive now, right? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, we are cash flow positive, and we're ha really happy. When that happened, that was a really, really great day. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we, right. That was a major. That was. A, you're like, hey, we're going out tonight, guys. We're gonna do a little celebrating. That's yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there that those moments are really important, and I think that's what's interesting about businesses nowadays is you can start businesses these days for virtually no money. Uh, you, you sell, you, you can start a business for $10 uh, to get the domain name. And once you start getting a little bit of sales, you can, you can buy the LLC for just a hundred dollars. So we were yeah. virtually cash flow positive from the beginning because we had such little cash uh, resources. Right. We're working on the side and we were doing it. Um, but when did, when did you hit that point where you quit that job in New York and you said, that's it, I'm all in. Like when, when did that a little early on that one, uh, but not too early. Uh, but I, I always have the mentality, and it's in all my brother's blood and my and uh, our family's blood to really start something and do something. So I, I I was talking with my dad about this, and he said when I when I started the job, should I take it or should I just focus on my maid service? And he said you might learn something. Okay, if I learn something, I can always quit or whatever. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not learning. So as soon as I stop learning something, it's on. Um, and I, I got into this routine. I, I learned as much as I could from that company. And I realized my career path is going to be stagnated if I stay there any longer. So I just left. Uh, and we left on good terms. But, uh, but how much, but you couldn't, you weren't paying yourself right away from Let's Roam, were you? Or were you? I, I was, I, Mike and I take very little money out of our business, actually. Yeah, I, I, uh, so I, yeah. That's why the maid service was so key to helping us is uh, doing that and also Mike and I uh, working together and, and we shortly thereafter I moved from New York to Chicago with him so we lived in his one bedroom apartment uh, with him uh, me his girlfriend and then my little brother caught word that we were having so much fun out there he came and started a business out there too his own thing sleeping on couches and building something together sleeping on couches building something now did when did was revenue hitting right then when you were in that little apartment did you have revenue coming in but it was just just enough to pay like what some contract developers or i'm just curious as to how what were you eating ramen noodles every night how are you living so uh mike mike still had his job okay. uh so mike mike was working he's a for, for all state there uh, and uh, his, his, him leading, leaving his story, I think is a little bit more interesting too. And I'll tell it, share it for him. Uh, so he, he was leaving uh, it, working there full time. And then he'd come immediately home and work another eight hours on the business and he had an hour commute each way. And it, he was grinding and it was, it was pretty amazing. And uh, what he was doing. So he realized that he had to quit his job when we had, you know, two developers there and he was managing more people than on his uh his team and he was spending more time so he uh he he actually he got super stressed one day and he's like i'm done uh, I, i'm doing it i'm i'm, I'm quitting that's it, that's it. that that's what happened and after that you realize it's it's scary to make that leap and i had to <laughs> yeah it really sure is 
me, I, I had, I didn't have as much risk as he did, but he, he did, he actually went to business school right after college and he had a ton, he still has a ton of, uh, of debt and he knew if this didn't work, he's going to be in really tough. Did tough your, were your mom and dad, were they saying, yeah, go for it? Or was your dad saying, Hey guys, listen, I don't know. Now, well, how'd that go? It's interesting what they were, they were, they were mixed. They, 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 I think they, they didn't quite see the full potential of what it was. It was it's interesting when, uh, when I started to go back just a little bit, like the maid service, my, I remember one conversation with my mom, absolutely do not do that. That seems like a total waste of time. And are you these are the, the type of conversations that we have together and I appreciate her feedback. Um, but I, I said, yeah, okay, I'll take that in consideration. <laughs> but I think after that scenario where the maid service worked and they saw that we could kind of you know, throw some things together and kind of make it work, uh, I think they were a little bit more trusting of us uh, and wanting to help uh, make sure that we can do it. So, you know, there's always going to be naysayers and people that don't quite understand your vision. So with, the, with uh, Let's Roam, my dad was kind of the same way. He wasn't saying don't do it, but he was saying, you know, you guys could kind of just, you know, why, why are you trying to hire these people? Why are you trying to do this? <laughs> you know, just take your cut now and not do anything. But that's not the vision we have. The long-term vision is to become this global travel behemoth and a company that every American knows. And that's our goal is to become a household brand uh, and this name that you know if you want to go out and explore your city, Let's Rum is the place to go. What, and that's what, what we're trying that's, that's That's great. I love it. What's What's been your scariest moment? Like, have you had a, you know, a typical startup founder moment where you woke up at three o'clock in the morning in a panic attack yet? Like what's, what's been your scariest moment? Oh man, there's been so many little scary moments, I, I think too. And a lot of big scary moments. I think it's when a lot of, I think the, the most interesting one is which caused the mindset shift okay. in me is we, 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 when we, we had, we started advertising large scale and when you start advertising large scale, you can oftentimes spend a lot of money very, very quickly. Yes. So like one time I forgot to turn the ads off at a certain time. <laughs> supposed to be off. And I'm, 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 laugh, I'm laughing, by the way, because I've done that here at Riderflex too. <laughs> it's amazing how fast. So more of the story is during the holidays, it gets really expensive to, to advertise a lot of times. And mm -hmm. I was supposed to turn the ads off. And we ended up burning through before I even woke up 10 grand. And oh my, oh my God. Oh. So, and, but the thing is, it's realizing that's a mistake. We should, how do we not do that again? Right. What do we learn and how do we create these processes that are better and enhanced? And, you know, it's, how do you, you create something that's, that's better and better every yeah. single time? Hey, learn uh, from it. Learn from and, it. And we learned that you can set alarm clocks a lot easier. Than <laughs> <laughs> what are your, are your biggest victories are your Super Bowl moments so far? I guess one was hitting cash flow positive and, and knowing that you were actually, and I guess another one would be when you were actually able to start paying yourself a decent living. I'm guessing you're still not paying yourself a bunch, but you're paying yourself enough to eat properly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we, I think that's, uh, it's really interesting that I think those moments are, are important, but uh, you know, for me, what's interesting, and I think why we're successful is I don't care about money. That's uh, the key thing. I uh, I don't care. Uh, so like these these, and it's it, like the it's not about uh, getting a check for me or anything like that. It's about building something, and which is why if you go back to recount the I was having trouble collecting cash payments for my maid service. It's because I don't care about the money. I care about 
creating the business. And that's like, it's a nice thing. Don't get me wrong. You need financial security and it's super important, especially as a business owner. But if your core objective is money and looking at money, I feel like you're oftentimes stagnated. And if you're thinking, how can you cut costs rather than how can you prevent opportunity costs? Mm. Uh, it, it opens your mindset. It can open your mindset um, a lot more. And, a, and it's this mindset shift. So for me, the biggest accomplishment then is not when we became cash flow positive. That was a nice to have uh, and a need to have to run the business. But it's actually when we purchased scavengerhunt.com. So think back. Oh, my, okay. okay. My, uh, my, my first business, Rush Hunt, it's scavenger hunts. And my goal as a kid was to get that domain name. I didn't know how. And I, I, I made that my goal and we did it just after short, uh, immediately after we started Let's Roam, we, we got that domain name and now it's just the side of our business and Let's Roam because we got the domain name and we switched to Let's Roam to, for that branding aspect. But now it's, it's about building that uh, and getting that domain name was such a large accomplishment because it's negotiation, it's working, it's understanding the, how things work and building on top of that. And uh, that, that it was a really, really cool day. And if you, and if you, and if you do that scavengerhot.com, does it redirect you to let's roam now? Eventually it will right now it's operating as uh, scavengerhunt.com by let's roam. Uh, and eventually it will, uh, we'll work that into our funnel, but we want to take, uh, you know, care with that, uh, because that's another one of our important parts of our business. And it's challenging online because you don't know like SEO and how that'll affect everything. So you have to take things really, really slow. So our goal is just make Let's Room as big as possible. Now Let's Room is way bigger than scoundrelround.com, which is crazy to say because we started that just a year and a half ago, that branding initiative. Uh, and now it's, it's stronger than that, that behemoth of a brand. Uh, right. that is. Congratulations on where you guys have got it so far. I want to ask you uh, a few uh, summary questions here as we get towards the end. How about some advice for the listeners on working with family members? What are a couple of things you would say? Yeah, yeah. And it touches on that conflict, that thing there where you can have that conflict. And I, I think it's, it, it's proceed with caution. Uh, I love working with my brother. Um, and this was a very challenging conversation that we had. Early on, about six to eight months into our business, we didn't have any clear roles. We were both goals. No, no, no operating agreement, no titles. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like that. And that leads to vision routes that cause conflicting visions. Mm. What you need one person, it doesn't matter who it is. Um, and you need one person to follow and help build. And so with me, I decided, Mike, I need to be, let me run the vision because I, focus on that long-term path. And why I work so well with Michael is he focuses on the short-term path. So I can say, this is where we need to go in two to five years. Yep. I need you to help me get there in the short-term. So that's why we're such a tag team. So it, it's looking at if your brother or your sister or family member, if they have the same skills as you, then what's the point of being in business with them? But with Great point. Mike, Great point. Yeah. And, and you're stepping on each other's toes more. That's the thing. So if you get into business with anyone, really, it doesn't matter if they're family, if they have the same skill sets on you, you shouldn't get into business with them. You need to hire people that are smarter than you in different areas. So Mike, he, he was at Quant at Allstate. So now he's our data guy and he looks at the data and he understands data. Uh, me, 
I am a personal person guy and I, I work with people and help understand that. So the combination of these two things can push us really, really strong. And, you know, I think too is you can't have grudges. There's been times when even this year where Mike and I have two very differing ideas and agreeing that we need to figure out a process and prove it and get, we get so heated in this, these debates. A lot, of, a lot of people think we're truly fighting, but we're just debating. About is there, this. Now, is there, uh, can I do a really quick time? Is there moments in the office where you two are going at it just a little bit and the employees kind of just like, okay, let's, let's go over here and wait till they're done. <laughs> oh you, you won't have any idea. That, you really, when we can think about it. We're, we're, we're brothers. We fight like brothers. Sometimes right. it, you know, it, it's, it's less physical now, but you know, sometimes I just want to punch him. <laughs> Uh, but we, we've gotten a lot better at just like making, but, but also encouraging employees to jump in too. And that's well, well, but yeah, but that's pressure. I can't imagine. So the employees going, the, the brothers are like, Hey, I like green. And the other one's like, I like blue. And you're saying, Hey guys, what color do you like? And they're both going, the employees are like, uh, I like all colors. <laughs> it's so true. And this is why as a, as a founder, I have to, it's much easier to have the employees say, come to me with, I like green and this is why, and understanding that why. So one of our core values is understanding that why behind that and thinking uh -huh. differently. So if you're thinking differently and understanding that why, it's a lot easier when people come to you with those ideas and you can tell them yes or no and here's why, rather than you having to pitch the idea too. So, <laughs> I think uh, just being upfront with everyone too. So at the end of the day, no matter how much you fight or bicker, you can always sit down and have a meal. And that's something to my yes. parents. Uh, you know, yes. if you're having a rough day, you can always sit down and just, you know, go back and re reset together. Uh, ab it's absolutely. Absolutely. How about this? Um, just a couple more questions. Uh, let's, uh, you're talking to two young guys that just got out of college. They're friends. They want to start a business, but um, they don't have any money in the bank. Not very much anyway. No, they don't come from trust fund families. None of that crap. You know, they'd have to bootstrap it, but they're a little scared, a little, little, little worried about cash flow but they have a pretty good idea, but they haven't taken the leap yet. What, what, would you, what would you say to them? Well, it depends on who they are. To either say, come work for me and build, build it under my roof. <laughs> uh, or if, if, if that's not the case, I'd encourage them. What I've learned, you know, it was when I started, there's no good time to start a business. I started Florida Maids literally middle of exam week and is when I started it. There's no good time to start it. And if it fails, you know what? You just uh, paid for uh, an MBA with it, pretty much. That's how I look at it. Each of these failures, you're learning, you're understanding. So as long as you're learning, it doesn't really matter if you fail. You might have to eat ramen for a little bit. And, you know, if you can mitigate your risk by, you know, living with family or, uh, yeah. or looking for other ways to help subsidize your income, you can do that. And it's, it's often a lot easier. You don't really need that much to, to really live if you really think about it. Or go, uh, you know, you can try different different things. I, w I was going to say you can go live in a, com a country like Thailand, but I'd wait for this coronavirus thing to blow. Right, right. You know, one of the things you mentioned earlier that I think is really important, and I think this really helps entrepreneurs that will take risk. They're they're willing to take risk and start something, knowing that it might fail, but they don't get wrapped up in the material things or the money. Like I got, oh, I got to live a certain lifestyle. I got to live in a certain size house. I got to drive a certain car. Like they, they're like, screw that. I'm, I, I enjoy building stuff. Like you said earlier. And if I can build stuff and you know, I don't have to have all these super high end things. And if it does fail, I, 
it's okay. I'll eat ramen noodles, ramen noodles for a couple of months and then I'll go get a job and then I'll figure it out. Like they're not, they're not trapped into having to live a certain lifestyle, which, which I think causes some of the fear. I think that's a lot of the reasons why people don't start it is because they're like, well, if it fails, how am I going to make my car payment on my Corvette? How am I going to make my giant more? So they're trapped into trying to hold on to a certain material or a certain lifestyle. And that's what keeps them from taking the leap. At least I think so. I, I, you know, that's my opinion on it. But yeah, to that point, I think people have different risk profiles. For me, it, it was either I'm totally homeless or I've made a business. That's, <laughs> I was serious about it. I was either going to live on the streets and do this or, or not. Uh, thankfully, I had brothers help me, help me out and live on their couches. But uh, that's, that was my risk profile. But if you have a family mortgage or something like that, you have a very different risk profile. And that's okay, though, because if you understand your risk profile, look at yourself like the bare bones. What is the minimum amount of things I need to be happy or fulfilled with my life uh, and make sure that my, my family and my friends are taken care of? How, what do I need to do that? And take, obviously, yourself, too. And if you understand that, then you can bet everything. If you get back to bare one, like with Michael leaving his job, the conversation, what about what all the student debt? I have these payments. If you do, you know, if your credit card, uh, credit score goes down, that's okay. You don't need a credit card. You've already got the credit cards in your name. They're not going to take them away if your credit dips lower. Um, and if you need to get another job, this is valuable experience for yep. you. Yep. You're managing, you're learning. Like that's what companies look for. People that get stuff done and push the bounds of reality. And that's, that, that was his risk. Rafael, and having him understand, Oh, this doesn't work. I can just go back to my regular life. <laughs> take a couple months to get there, but if you don't try, you're never you're not going to see what what the true reality can be, and what you're not going to push the bounds of what's possible. And every day, I, the one thing I live by uh, is you have to set your goals high enough where people aren't laughing at them. They're not they're not big enough. So uh, Ooh, I like that. Oh, I like that, Charlie. That's a, that's a nice one to end on. I, I like that. Let me, uh, what's your uh, last question? Cause I, we're, we're out of time. And by the way, fascinating story. I, I love chatting with you. We could go on for another hour, by the way, cause I wanted to ask you more about other brothers and different stuff, but that's all right. We'll do it on the next one. Um, core purpose. What, what, what's Charlie's overall core purpose in life? If you had to put it in a sentence. Yeah, that is just a, such a fascinating question. I love that question. That's one of the best questions I've received. And I think really it goes back to that one of the simple ones, helping people. I, my core thing, one day I'd really love to help people It's make this positive impact, in, which is one of our core values, actually. So we give back right now tons to charities. We help nonprofits. We help, and that's one of our core businesses is helping fundraisers and helping people build these things and for me it's giving back and i think one day i'd like to help alleviate a lot of this uh, this greenhouse gas issue that we're facing and so doing that these are all baby steps to get there you need to do that i think you need billions of dollars and i'd like to be able to help people because there's people dying in all these different countries and they just die and they don't know why but it's really because of these type of mm these environmental factors. And I'd like to be able to part of that movement to get ahead of that. And if we're, if these businesses, each, each thing that I have, it's kind of like when I was telling you about cab repair, I learned one thing here. I'm very curious what I'm learning at Let's Roam to help me on that next stepping stone to get there and to get to that spot where I can really help out humanity. Love it. Love it. Love it. Charlie Harding. 
Let'sRoam.com. Let'sRoam.com for all of the listeners out there. Thank you, Charlie, for being on the Rider Flex podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you. So much fun. Have a great one. Okay, you too. The Rider Flex podcast features entrepreneurs, business executives, and the stories behind how they got there, as well as daily tips on career advice and job interviews. Our show can be heard just about anywhere these days, but you can visit riderflex.com and click on the podcast page to hear all the previous episodes and learn more about the recruiting and consulting services we provide. Contact us at the email address info at riderflex.com or 888-964-5876. Thanks so much for listening. And if you enjoy our show, please be sure to subscribe to our channel and like the episodes.